0: Good morning, guys. It's Emmett. Still have the sore throat. We got a dusting of snow last night. You can hear it crunching under my feet. Someone asked me two days ago if I would talk on an episode about why I don't ship my wreaths that I tie the way that I... I'm willing to ship spoons, because I don't, um, and there are, there are, hand, there's, it's a nuanced answer, first of all, um, the biggest reason is that I have a local market for everything I produce, And I think that that is really the thing that defines somebody's business model is what is the easiest way for them to dispose of what they produce. And if you live somewhere or you have some business already, or you have some arrangement wherein you can just sell what you produce without having to make it more complicated, you do that. And if you have enough business to where you uh, are able to sell everything you want to produce, well then, that's the reason why you don't do it a different way. Someone who lives in New York City and can sell all of their spoons at local flea markets or whatever, I'm making it up, isn't going to sell online necessarily because they can just sell them in person. If... They already have a reason to sell in person. Maybe that's harder for them, and so selling online is easier. But I have a Christmas tree farm, which means that I have wholesale accounts and I have customers who come to the farm. And between those two demands, it sops up all the time I have. Now, I could, if I was any other sort of business, decide to simply produce more wreaths in order to capitalize on the demand that I could potentially have online. This is how big mail-order wreath catalogs got built, but you'll notice that a lot of those mail-order wreath catalogs got built up in Maine and in Canada, where they have an unending supply of greens because they rely on buying greens wholesale from people who go out into the forests and harvest them, and there's no end to the amount they can harvest. It's just how much they can get before the weather closes in. I rely on greens from my own farm. Now, I could wholesale in more greens because I can't sustainably harvest more greens than I'm already harvesting. I could wholesale in more greens, but then not only do I lose the profit margin edge that I have over people, over my competitors, because... Uh, well, I'm not even thinking about competitors. It's I lose more of my profit margin than I'm willing to lose because I have to buy in the material that I'm then turning around to sell, to make to sell as reeds. So I lose that, but more importantly, I also lose the control of my supply stream, and I put my business at the mercy of someone else's decisions. And I see this every year because people come to me begging to see if I can help them out, because they, their business is at the mercy of somebody else's supply stream. And they get shafted when snow socks in, and a bunch of people who were cutting greens decide it's not worth their time to go cut greens from snow-laden boughs, the way I was doing last week. So I see it all the time, and I don't want to put my business in that kind of a pickle particularly not for something that's so high-touch as selling one wreath at a time to customers where I have to have an internet conversation with them. Right now, if I just don't have enough greens to tie enough wreaths, it means I go short on the weekend. Somebody walks up and says, you got any wreaths? And I say, no, sorry, I'm out. And that's the extent of it. I don't have to have five minutes of my time taken up with going back and forth, messaging with someone why I had to cancel their order. And then messaging back, and me apologizing, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So, <clears throat> so that's the main reason. Is that, um, is that I currently have more than enough demand for everything I'm able to produce when it comes to reads, and so I'm not looking for more demand. But there's another reason, which is, man, I apologize for being so phlegmy. There's another reason, which is that I welcome the break that this season gives me from handling online orders. I'm still interacting with people who are placing orders, as evidenced by the fact that my wait list now for spoons and blanks is out in March, but... I get a couple months break from the weekly grind of of packaging up orders, taking to the post office, sending notifications to everybody that their thing is in the mail and please send me this amount of money, receiving checks, cross-checking it with the orders. That gets replaced by the patterns of the Christmas tree farm. And by the time that's done, I'll be glad for it to be done, glad to go back to the spoon. So it's good for me to shake things up. So those are the two big reasons. Then there's maybe some smaller technical reasons, which is that I've experimented in the past with sending wreaths in the mail just to friends. And, um, And while the small size wreath that I produce fits in a flat rate box, I would have to buy boxes for medium and large-sized wreaths, and I don't know if there's a cost-effective way to ship them without having the cost be radically different depending on where you live in the States. One of the things that's allowed me to sell spoon blanks is the fact that there is this flat rate shipping option, and I figured out sort of how many on average fits into a box depending on people wanting different things. And so I have some sense of what that will cost people. With reeds, I haven't explored that at all because I haven't had to. Now, all of that aside, I like the fact that should, for some reason, I, uh, let's say for instance, I decide not to continue taking care of the Christmas tree farm and I gave up our leases on the Christmas tree farm, I might decide that it was still worth my time to sell wreaths and still keep my wreath wholesale accounts and just buy balsam from somebody. I'm not sure who. And if that were the case, if I was no longer doing all the other things that go along with the Christmas tree farm and I had more time this time of year, I might decide to sell wreaths online as being a good use of my time. So it's all circumstantial. It all just depends. Come on, dogs. Yo, Willow, come on. It all just depends on what your other opportunities are. And for me, this combination is the best use of my opportunities. This time of year, there's so many ways that I could be earning money. And really, at any time of year, there's always something I can be doing to earn money. The question always is, what is the best combination to earn me the most money while being easy on my body, you know, easy on my body, but also furthering my goals and being a mix that is mentally healthy and keeps multiple avenues of income robust enough that should something change, I have options. So it's never just double down on the thing that's the easiest and makes me the most money. It's always more thoughtful than that. <clears throat> but at any given time of year. If I'm not. uh Carving orders for people. I could be making spoon blanks. I could be teaching. I could be editing. I could be writing magazine articles. I could be working on my book. I could be. Uh, putting my services out there for scything or for consulting on soil fertility or any number of things that I haven't even pursued at this point because this is the mix that I think is the best combination of earning me the most money while at the same time keeping my options open and my body healthy. And really that's what it boils down to. And I fully expect that at some point in ten years I'll look back and I'll be doing different things, a different mix. Because it's always about taking advantage of the opportunities that present themselves and you never quite know where it's gonna lead. But if you're thoughtful about it, if you decide, no, I'm not gonna sell reads online because I could be using that time to I don't know, tie more reads that I can sell locally then your business will thrive. Thanks for listening, guys. Talk tomorrow.